Hey there, this is Chris Martin, one of your co-hosts for the Building PA Podcast. And today on Brand Builders, we're talking with Rob Smith, Executive Training Director at the Eastern Atlantic States Carpenters Technical College. Welcome, Rob. Thanks, Chris. So, Rob, there's a lot of really amazing things happening at the Carpenters Technical College, but I understand there's even bigger news that the Carpenters are diving into. That's right, Chris. No pun intended, but the Carpenters are the first union commercial dive school in the United States. We are also a USDOL registered apprenticeship program, and we've recently just been approved as a GWO or Global Wind Organization training provider. That's fantastic. Congratulations to you and the Carpenters, and tell our listeners how they can learn more about this program. Yeah, that's easy, Chris. Visit us at ncatf.org to learn more about our four-year program that's free of charge for future apprentices, current UBC apprentices, and union members. Rob, I want to thank you for joining me today and sharing a little bit more about the Eastern Atlantic States Carpenters Dive School. And to our listeners out there, don't forget to listen to our weekly podcast at buildingpapodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks, Rob, and enjoy the show. Thanks for having me, Chris. Welcome to the Building PA Podcast, the voice of the construction industry throughout Pennsylvania. Here are your co-hosts, Chris Martin and John O'Brien. Hello and welcome to the Building PA Podcast. I am co-host John O'Brien from the Keystone Contractors Association, and it's field trip day. We are at Sicklerville, New Jersey at the Carpenters Dive School, the new dive school. And by we, I mean Chris Martin and myself are here on a tour and checking it out and meeting lots of great people. So, Chris, we're doing it. We're doing it, man. Road trips are fantastic. (laughs) I love it. It's so nice to get out and stretch our legs and, like you said, get the chance to meet some great people. We are in Sicklerville, New Jersey, as John said, and I am Chris Martin. So glad to have you on the Building PA podcast. With us today is Tim Waring, who is the training coordinator here in Sicklerville, New Jersey, and has been telling us some really, really amazing stories about what's happening here at the dive school. So we're just going to dive in, and no pun intended. Sorry, yes. I've been saying that all morning. <laughs> Tim, how are you? Welcome to the show. Morning, gentlemen. Let's talk about this great place. This is awesome here. So this is the dive center, the Carpenters Dive Center in Sicklerville, New Jersey, like you said. We acquired this place about a year ago. And this is the first UBC dive center anywhere. So we're very proud to have it here. And we're excited to, to get our certification to start training commercial divers here. Nice. Tell us a little bit about what a commercial diver does. Like, what is that? John mentioned yeah. it earlier. This isn't scuba diving. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about what does a commercial diver do? So I'm in the pile drivers union. Pile drivers do deep foundations. They do bridge uh, abutments. Well, you said large foundations, and a commercial diver is basically an extension of the pile driver. It's an underwater pile driver. So they go down there and they weld, they burn, they re- redo piling. Anything that you can do above ground, building bridges and things like that, these guys and girls do underwater. It's amazing. That is awesome. It's incredible to think that, there, one, there's a need to do that, and then, two, there's people that are training getting ready to do this every day and just the opportunities must be incredible. Yeah. Well, like I said, now that we can train our own people to become mechanics underwater, it's a really great thing. Prior, they would get their own dive certification and they would get into the carpenters union. Now we have a pipeline directly in for 
younger people that want to become carpenters and pile drivers to come right in, get their certification to dive and become underwater mechanics. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty incredible. It is cool. That's really cool. And just so I'm clear, a pile driver that wants to go to dive school, it's a skill enhancement, right? It's not, not everyone, not all the pile drivers go through this, correct? Right, not yeah. all pile drivers yeah. go through it's select group. Yep. They would make the decision, they pass their physical and things like that, and then they can become a, a commercial diver. To add to that, yeah. is it something that is, if I want to be a pile driver, I have a fear of water. Do I need to be a diver as well? Like, how does that work? Nope. I look at it and I explain people to people, it's, it's another tool in your tool belt if you're a pile driver. It's if you're working above, above the water yeah. <laughs> and we're doing all those things, there's much more opportunity to work if you are a diver as well. And if you are a diver, you're not pigeonholed to diving when there's no work underwater or if an opportunity arises to go on a dock building pile driving job. Obviously you have the skills because you're doing it down in the underwater. Right. To, but I would imagine, too, as a pile driver, knowing what's happening under the water is only going to enhance what you're doing above the water. And I know that kind of sounds redundant, but that seems to be, to, to add to what you said, to add another tool in your own toolbox, mm -hmm. that seems to me to be just a massive advantage, yeah. right? Yes. For our members coming through this school, as opposed to prior, they, they learn how to blow bubbles in commercial dive school. They learn how to be mechanics doing offshore rigs and things like that, but it doesn't really transfer over. Yeah. So realistically, the diver would become a diver, and then they would come in and then learn the skills to be a mechanic underwater. Okay. Whereas this program is driven towards underwater marine construction, and then they also attend our pile driver apprenticeship. So they do the bridge abundant classes and the concrete classes and all yeah. the things above water too. Okay. So it does, it goes hand in hand and it really helps the person when they get underwater yeah. being productive for our contractors. Right. Yeah. And you've been here one year. What happened to carpenter commercial divers previously? Where, where would they go for training? There's a few, a handful of commercial diver academies across the United States okay. that would attend those. And then, I mean, I'll tell you, we got the best commercial divers oh, yeah. in the country. Unfortunately, they would do a kind of a tour around to figure out that being with us is the best place to be and okay. it's the safest opportunity to dive and the best way to provide for your family. So you said it took a couple of years and then they would end up back in, and had applying to be a pile driver okay. with us. They said the real, real big advantage of having this place is giving people opportunities. If you want to come right out of high school, if you want to be a commercial diver and you want to be a pile driver as well, you're, you're pipeline is right, right there right. Right. easy yeah. street if you will yeah yeah now what sicklerville services just this council or beyond this council or what's this training yeah. center will provide divers for the local in this area which is philadelphia south jersey delaware maryland local 474 which i'm the president but new england the north atlantic states council and new york We'll be able to have members come through here as well. Okay. We, have, we all do training together currently okay. at the Pile Driver and the Heavy Highway Training Center in Hamilton. So there will be people coming out, and then there's an interest from the entire UBC. Awesome. Yeah.
divers here. Yeah, this is a really impressive facility. I mean, I'll be brutally honest. I'm not a diver. I've gone scuba diving a couple of times, which is nothing anywhere yeah. near this. <laughs> the facility and the ability to, to move down and go underwater and work on platforms. At different levels. Different levels, everything. yeah. And, and the yeah. safety training, like you guys were showing us earlier. It's really tough when you're actually on audio and you're not really <laughs> yeah. trying to say it. The, the platform down there? Not the platform, but the, uh, the safety rig. It's the big red yeah. orange thing. The life raft. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. The life raft. Man, jeez. Wow, that was, that was really cool to hear. Tell our listeners what someone has to go through for that safety training. So that, that's part of our GWO, Global Wind Organization, safety training. But we're able to perform the fifth module, which is on the water here. There's a platform out there where they go from vessel to the platform. And then there's the life raft, which they have to get in and get out of. Also doing a couple other exercises in the water and they're serving their survival suits. So that's a whole another level of training for our members. We wouldn't have had the opportunity to provide without this facility. Right. right. And I know you had said earlier this morning when we were walking around in that life raft, part of that training is, is they have to flip it over and then while they're in the water, flip it back up so that they can then get in. Man, I don't yeah. think I could even do that one time, you know, so I can't imagine training for that over and over and yeah. over again. You know, that's just depressing. <laughs> It's another, it's another great opportunity for our members to be able to get into the water, marine construction training that we do, the rigging on the water, okay. operation of boats and things like that. It's really been amazing to see our leadership push in this direction and then give us the opportunity to provide the best training around for our contractors. And it is the best. It it's amazing. It yeah. Let's talk about your career path. Like when did you enter the Carpenters at a high school and I how long were you in the field? and? I came out into the field a year of college, and then I came out here. I'm a 25-year member at UBC. I've been a pile driver the whole time. I did roughly eight years, and then I started to run work. Around 15 years, I became a superintendent. Did that for a while, and a training opportunity came up to be an instructor, which I jumped at. I really felt at that point that we would say you can't complain about things if you're not the one, if you're not willing yeah. to do anything to make it better. Yeah. That's a good point. And our pilot driving training was good at the time, but I thought we could do a little bit more. And then we started to get a little bit of leeway and the leadership really, really bought in the, the training. And we kind of expanded and then I became a training coordinator five years ago. And at that point, Hamilton was just being built. Hamilton Training Center was there, but we purchased the land and we cleared the land across the street to do our training. And last year we purchased this place and decided we were going to be to commercial diver training. And yeah. I was tasked with getting the accreditation and, and doing that. So we did that simultaneous with GWO. We just received our certificate to train for GWO training, which, which we're proud of. And next on the horizon is the ADCI. So hopefully we have people in the water soon getting certified. Oh, awesome. Right. Can you clarify ADCI? What does that stand for? American Dive Contractors. That yeah. works. There we go. <laughs> so, Tim, can you tell our listeners, like, what attracted you to pile driving? Like, what was it that, like, hey, okay, this is what I want to do. Then more importantly, I want to teach people how to do this. I'll be honest with you. I kind of was one of them. I went to college, and I wasn't really sure what was going on. I didn't have family. My immediate family wasn't in the carpenter's union, but I had an uncle who said, hey, why don't you try this out if you're looking for something to do? So I went at it and I didn't know what it was. I'm from Philadelphia and I didn't 
was in the water a lot yeah. as a kid, yeah. but I said, all right, I'll try it. And I really, really liked it right off the bat. I mean, you're working hard, but it's all big stuff. And to me, it was the greatest thing in the world. You're out. You get to go out on the water for the, for the day. You're out on the beach, whatever it may be. Yeah. You're working, but it was really neat. No days the, no day's the same? No day, yeah, the day's the same. Depends. There's a million different things you can be doing. So it really was a draw for me. I enjoyed it a lot. And I started to run work. And as my career progressed, uh, I decided training was something that uh, I guess I, I thought we could have just did a little bit better yeah. or used my input if I could do something for it. And I also want to give people the opportunity that I had because everything that I have is because of the Jingen. Yeah. There's nothing better than the, than the UBC. There's no way around it. There's the career, the taking care of your family, setting yeah. yourself up for the future, my future retirement. I have no worries. And my personal opinion, everybody should have the same opportunity that I did coming through. Yeah. Awesome. So, that's, that's it. Giving back. Yeah. Right, right. yeah. It's the truth. It's been great. Yeah. Everybody should have that. That's great. So where do you see the, the future of this facility and your involvement with the carpenters? Like, where do you see, what's the next five years looking like for Tim? Well, I'm hoping to grow this place. So our local will be taking classes in here in the first cohort. In the next few months, we have interest from the rest of the Eastern District. And at some point, I'd really like to see every UBC member coming through this, coming through the doors here and learning how to be a commercial diver. Yeah. Because like we talked about earlier, the difference between being a commercial diver and a commercial diver who's a pile driver is significantly different. You know what I mean? So if we can, I know we're giving out the best training. I know we're giving safety training along with it. So. The name of the game is, is to go out, work hard, and come home with all your fingers, toes, yep. yeah. and go home to your family and have a enjoy life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I know that with our training and with our instructors here, we'll be able to provide that. Awesome. So hopefully we get more people and go from there. Yeah. From there. I was just going to say, there's a consistent theme there is that they yeah, hear, you know, exactly. go home safely, yes. be with your family, and enjoy life. I think that's... Absolutely. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Let's take a jump real quick back to your field days. Okay. Any notable projects when you drive by, challenging projects or anything new? Oh. I was fortunate. Probably in my first year I started, I got sent to a, to a one-day job. It then ended up lasting almost two years. It was the Atlantic City Brigham T Connector with the tunnel project in Atlantic City. Okay. It goes from the Atlantic City Expressway over into Brigantine and underneath, underneath Atlantic City. And it was one of the best jobs that I've been on. It was every portion of pile driving there was. I went in, like I said, on a one-dayer to fill in for somebody, like the next day, got the next day. <laughs> oh, I put in a gang and somebody took off and I ended up sticking around, but I got to do everything that we do. I got to do sheet pile, I got to weld, I got to burn, I got to climb, we got to lay out. The foremen were great and showed me how blueprints worked. I had such a jump forward in my career because of that job and what I learned and all the things that I seen, I mean, most people don't get to see all that, all those different parts of the trade yeah. for 10 years. And I got it one week I was doing this and one week I was doing that and just really. That's great. Yeah. That's and, really and cool. the coaching that came along with it. Yeah. Yep. Teamwork and, yep. and, uh, and the, everybody that I worked for, I was fortunate to help me out. They showed me what was going on. Everybody gave me the why instead yeah. of just saying, hey, kid, but do that. <laughs> yeah. They told me why I was yeah. doing it. I'm like, yeah. oh, man, that makes sense. So uh, it really. Gave me a, a 
leap forward in my career. Because when I got out of that, when I got off of that job, I was confident in a few different portions of, of pile driving right. and not just awesome. driving pile, oh, yeah. not just putting sheets in or just yeah. being yeah. a driller. Or anything. Yeah. Now you're giving that back, which is fantastic. Now you can you come back. And, and you're giving the why. You're, yeah. 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 Well, it's, yeah. It's a big thing. It's fanning the why. It is. Right? It, yeah. is. Yeah. It, makes, it, makes, it makes everything easier when you understand yeah. why you're doing something. Right. Yeah. And it makes it more manageable. If it's a miserable day or something, and you say, hey, we're doing this because of X, Y, or Z. Yeah. You're like, oh, all right. I'm just going to get that done then. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So. yeah. Cool. Well, Tim, I, thank you so much for joining us. This has been fantastic. I, I really enjoyed our conversation earlier today. So thank you for giving us the tour and, and taking the time to talk with us today. We'll talk again. I appreciate you guys. Thanks yeah. for having me. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for joining the Building PA podcast. To stay up to date, follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook and visit buildingpapodcast.com to subscribe to upcoming shows. Thanks for listening.